0: Hey, welcome. Today I have Jai Long all the way from Australia and we got to sit down and talk about what it looks like to dream big and to overcome some of these mental blocks and fears that we come up with in our own minds to achieve some amazing things in our lives, in our business. So let's dive right in. Jai has a whole bunch of like projects and businesses that he's doing and has done, and um, some of them are no skin clothing. Started that back in 2020, is that correct? Yeah. And then you have um, the six figure business map, which looks incredible. And we'll pro- we'll hit on that because uh, I want I want people to know what that's about as well. Absolutely. Um, Your wedding photographer. Yep. Free Free the Bird wedding photographer. And you've got a property management company, Jylon mm-hmm. Project. dude. What else do you do? Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> man! That's I do incredible. a lot of things. Like,
1: yeah, obviously, I do um, podcasting, and I do a lot of coaching. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things on the plate all the time. You know, I think like we were talking about just before the podcast. So like sometimes you got to think big, and you need to um, need to be excited about what you do. I think.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, What are some, give us a little backstory for those who might not know who you are uh, or who might not have never heard of you. Um, Just give us a little backstory of who you are, where you came from. I I love this story. I've heard it just because I I listen to your podcast and it's incredible. But yeah, just give us a rundown of what, where did you come from?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Jai, obviously, and um, I'm a, I'm a business coach, I'm a wedding photographer, um, I do property stuff, I do investing things, I do lots of cool things. It keeps me really excited. So I'm, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur at this point. Uh, it wasn't always that way, like I've always been an entrepreneur for sure, but um, I had a pretty nomadic upbringing, a lot of like in and out of government housing and a lot of stuff like that. Um, it was a little bit more of a rough upbringing, didn't do too much school and that kind of all led me towards becoming an entrepreneur and wanting to change my life. And so the first, the first thing I did is that like I left home when I was 15, 16 and got myself a job, got myself out of school and everything. And I've been working my way up. So my first business was when I was like 20 years old, I started a cafe and, uh, with my, with my now wife and, um, it was a huge undertaking and and I started it um, solely because my dad at the time was like heavily addicted to drugs and he was in in and out of rehab. It was actually in rehab when I did it and um, I wanted to start this thing to give him a purpose and give him drive and he was good at cooking and stuff. So I figured like, hey man, I'm why can't I be the boss? Why can't I create an opportunity for someone else and, and see what happens? And that was my knowledge of business, which wasn't very deep. Um and that led me to um him actually dying of a drug overdose like about a week before I opened up my cafe. And I had my cafe open, which was a hard slog after that for about twelve months before I had to um, you know, basically file for bankruptcy. And that was my first experience in business and it was a really, really tough first year. And I think it was the school of hard knocks. I learned so many things. I'd never take it back. But from that one experience, it allowed me to be creative with, uh, with business, and it allowed me to think differently and think bigger. And um, I think it freed like failing really fast means you can um, free up a lot of lot of fear and guilt and things like that Mm. pretty quick. And so from there, man, like there's been plenty more failures, plenty more success along the way. Um, One of my big goals was to become a millionaire. But by the time I was 30, because, you know, we just never had money. Um, I did miss my mark. I think it took me to I was about 32 or 33. And I was devastated because I was like, what? I could. What was going on here? But, um. I did finally get there and, and I love businesses and I, and I love like creating and, and helping people and serving and inspiring and, and doing all those things. And that's what my mission is now because um, I feel like I'm good at it. I feel like I am I speak from experience because it's all the things that I'm doing all the time. So when I teach and coach, it's kind of like I do share the things exactly what I'm doing at this current moment. And um I just think man like if if you have a lot of experiences like it's your duty to pass you know like put the ladder down for others because it's um right. I think if someone's not doing that, they're they're like very selfish. But most people that are successful aren't selfish and they always leave clues. They always write books. They always have courses. They always like, you know, they do something to help others. And I've noticed that in my career. And so um, the people that usually have the most give the most and they live in abundance. And um, that's kind of the flow that I want to be in right now at this stage of life.
0: Yeah. Dude, I love that. And I love how you hit on um, how you had to follow bankruptcy when you were what 2021 20, something like that 21 yeah <laughs> um, and like at 21 i was i, I don't even know remember what i was doing but i was definitely not filing for bankruptcy but that's in, that's incredible right like mm-hmm. um and you're right like if you i think the the, the moment that you lose big you start to kind of dream bigger um, of course yeah right because at that point you're like no i already i already went through this i've already done all the hard stuff like i've experienced it enough to know hey i want to risk a little bit more because i know the reward's going to be a little bit bigger this time how did that spark after um after that happened in you to say man i i just want to i want to do something bigger now like instead of yeah instead of holding back and like letting fear get a hold of you.
1: Here's an, an analogy for you, man. Like, do you know baseball? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm kind of guessing in Australia, we don't really know much mo- about baseball, but I'm guessing you know about baseball. So it takes the same amount of effort to to like hit the ball um, to get to first base or to hit the ball to get a home run. It's the same amount of effort. You're still training for it and you still got to walk out there and you still got to hit that ball and it's still a lot of nerves and a lot of a lot to get you to that point to hit that home run but what many of us do is we try and play it safe to try and like just hit it small and get to the first base and then we go from yes. there and i just think man if you're going to do that like it's the same amount of effort you might as well hit the home run every time you know what i mean so it's um right For me, it's like if I'm going to fail, I might as well fail big and hard and in front of everybody instead of a little tiny one, which means nothing. It doesn't teach me anything. If I'm going to succeed, I'd rather succeed big and hard and have something incredible happen instead of something tiny that I can't even tell my parents about, you know. So it's kind of like it depends (laughs) on what's important to you. And for me, it's like, hey, I'm only going to live once. Like that's my reality right now. And so if I'm not pushing like that, like who am I trying to – impressed by playing small or who am i like why would i be scared i don't understand like why would i be scared or yeah. try to fit to someone else's goals or what someone else believes that's possible for me or just because of the belief of what's possible for them you know and many of us man we create goals around what fits in as the norm or what our inner circle deems as possible um mm. and things like that and i just and i just think sometimes like you need to be much more unrealistic than that
0: uh, i love that and i love that word unrealistic you use that all the time, uh, in in everything that you say, unrealistic, unrealistic, and I think that's um, it's almost like your signature w- word, totally. if you will. Yeah. Uh, and I really appreciate that because you're right. Like, why are we why are we reaching over to these goals that um, is going to impress other people? Um, mm. wh- why are we trying to impress other people rather than make our own success through? Hey I'm gonna dream pa- I'm gonna I'm gonna set a goal that's like I don't even know how I'm supposed to achieve this at the moment but I'm gonna start to take action step in those um, in that direction exactly what? and it's so
1: so important
0: absolutely and what what are some one of the questions that I actually had for you was yeah you have goals you have dreams yeah where's the fine line where does a goal turn into a dream or what does a dream? kind of become it starts into a goal does that make sense
1: yeah i mean i think like dreams can be kept in the bedroom <laughs> like you know you you go to bed and you dream and that's like all good and stuff but that's never going to be a reality a lot of people think dreams and ideas are worth a lot but they're actually worth less mm. unless you take action and action means it turns it into a goal so for me it's like if i dream something up for instance and maybe it's in the bedroom maybe i'm it's like last night, I dream something up I'm like, imagine if I could do this, this would be crazy. Then I bring it into the studio, then I like develop ideas around it. It's still not worth anything until I start taking action on it and create a plan. And once I create a plan, then usually the plan has a time frame and what it is, like some sort of something that's measurable about what I want to do. So instantly it just transferred from a dream to a measurable goal. And then I would call that an unrealistic goal because now it's there's a plan to get to the unrealistic goal. And I know to be able to hit an unrealistic goal, I need to take equal action on that, which is unrealistic actions, right? Because what wow, many people do is they so do the good. first part. They create this crazy big goal and then they fall short because they didn't realize that the action has to be equal to the goal. So if the goal is super scary, then the action has got to be super scary. You know, that means you've got to get out of your comfort zone. You've got to go and do some crazy stuff to make that goal happen because many of us, we get taught that manifesting is the way you can just dream something up and it will happen. And I do believe that does happen and what we attract into our lives does happen, but it's got to be met with the equal amount of action for it to be... um, Fulfilled, I guess, for you to actually reach any of those goals.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, like this is so good. I love it. Um, what are some things like? I know I've gotten stuck before on the opportunity versus knowing where an opportunity might take. Uh, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Uh, so many people get caught in. I know my worth. Type, you know, mm-hmm. versus this is an opportunity that's going to get me exactly where I want to get. Um, wh- how, how do we see past that? Like how, how to somebody that's, cause like, man, I've met so many people that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like you're worth X amount, but where is this going to take you? Like, are you willing to go to the next level? In Man, your I've, got, I've got an interesting answer this. for this.
1: <laughs> I think like, One of the problems with maybe the way that you phrased that question was like, I know my worth and many of us know our worth, but the truth is that's the thing that's holding us back because we believe we know our worth, but we don't know what our worth is because you don't actually know what your worth is. And I don't know what my worth Mm. is. It's not determined by me and it's not determined by you. It's determined by what people are willing to pay uh, or what is actually possible. So for instance, my worth could be pegged against, hey, I shoot weddings for $5,000. This is all I can do in my area or whatever. So I put my own worth in my own ceiling and I put a cap on top of myself when really I should leave it open-ended and see what my worth is, what is actually possible, you know, So, which is going to be completely different to everybody. I think too many people are trying to work towards what they're worth and who made that up like usually it's them and their mom and they're sitting in in their, you know in the lounge room and they're making <laughs> stuff up There's, there is no data on what you're actually worth and if you believe you can actually say what you're worth then you're you're devaluing yourself so much because you're always underestimating your own potential. You never know what your potential mm. actually is until you get to that threshold where you're backed in a corner and you've got to fight and you've got to push and you can create things and you've got to make things happen. Knowing what you're worth is literally saying like, I know what my comfort zone is. That's all that we're saying. And wow. when people tell us that we need to charge what we're worth, I mean, usually they're uneducated people saying things like that because it's very trendy to say something like that, but that keeps people small and thinking small. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> Dude, we could totally end a podcast right here like wrap it up <laughs> it's good to go man that is so good and yeah you're right that definitely does make sense um
1: yeah how, like hey imagine if someone told that. me that they know what i'm worth i'm like man i don't even know and well they told me what my potential <laughs> is or what's actually possible i'm like i don't even know right how would you know when i don't even know you know what i mean
0: wow dude that is so good and i've never thought about it that way like and that's I think that's just a huge problem. Like a lot of people maybe just haven't thought about th- about it that way or don't see it and they just set a cab right to, hey, this is what I'm worth, but how do you get past that? <laughs> you know, like well, it comes down to a lot of things, dude. Like here's something else. Like throughout
1: my career I've listened and this is why I've kind of got a chip on my shoulder about this, because when I first started out as a wedding photographer, so many educators back then would tell me, Jaya, you have to charge what you're worth. And I'd be confused. I'm like, what does that mean? How do you mm. know what I'm worth? They say you are got to raise your prices, never discount, never work for free. They said things that kept them in their lane and comfortable. Not me to expand and grow, right? They're trying to keep me small. So they'll tell me to charge more what I'm worth because they're seeing me as worth less and worth less than what they are because they're trying to protect themselves so they never have to get out of their comfort zone. Now, when I seen this, I realized that it was advice best serving them and their business, but not me and my business. So for me, throughout my career, I have worked for free more than anyone else because I've worked towards my potential, not a paycheck, all my worth. There's always an upside to whatever I do and it's so much higher than the downside. And the downside is like maybe... Hey, I don't get paid something for this one job, but maybe it's going to lead on to another job, maybe a different experience, maybe I'll meet someone else, maybe a better portfolio, maybe an award, maybe like whatever it is, it's endless. And so when someone tells you something like never discount, always charge what you're worth, they're literally devaluing you right there and you're going to stop yourself from so many opportunities. I have worked more for free than anyone I know and as a wedding photographer and I've probably made more money than anyone I know as a wedding photographer and that blows my mind. Because I'm still mm. here as a wedding photographer, still doing this. And every year, even this year, I still shoot for free, you know, because I'm not doing it for a paycheck. That's not why I'm a creative entrepreneur. I'm here to create. Does that make sense?
0: And work towards my potential. Dude, that 100% makes sense. And I love that. And I
1: I know like it's polarizing such, for like a lot of listeners because they'd be like, man, what? For like, sure.
0: Yeah, it's like Because I mean Because you're right Like there's people That tell you No, you gotta raise your prices No, you're worth Like charge this much You have a discount And it's like Right, exactly (laughs) And it's like Well, but what if I discount Just to get this wedding Because it's gonna get me Exactly where I wanna be Like it's gonna get me The clients that I wanna land And at some point Like get me to the point where I'm really enjoying these weddings and enjoying my couples and enjoying shooting and going out mm. there and doing this. And I think it's like you said, it gets to the point where it's past the paycheck because mm. you've created this abundance of work that's actually fulfilling.
1: You become irresistible, um, man, you know?
0: Right. And here's another Do thing. Like
1: I, I was interviewing someone that was a um an educator and, and they were like strong on like, you have to Charge what you're worth. You can never discount. And they're on my podcast and they're an educator. And so I challenged them. I said, hey, how much am I paying you to be on my podcast right now? They're like, nothing. I'm like, are you doing it for free? Like, yeah. Why are you doing it for free? Well, because there might be an opportunity. Interesting. So what you're doing is different to what you're teaching, right? Because you're on a podcast right now with me for free, sharing your knowledge, because there's an opportunity, you're working towards your potential. And you didn't say no, because I wasn't worth what wasn't willing to pay you what you're worth to be on the podcast. So in that instance, what you're saying to me is like, you're giving different advice to other people than what you're actually doing yourself. And we need to look at that when we're looking at educators or, or anyone that we look up to. It's like, instead of a lot of the times learning from what they teach, a lot of the times we need to learn from what they're actually doing.
0: Wow. Dude, this is so good, man. I love that. Um, I'm obviously what?
1: passionate about this stuff you know
0: I, and this is exactly why I reached out to you I was like I need to get Jai here on this podcast <laughs> like I love like you're seriously one of these people that I am able to just kind of look at listen to it and just get inspired right like yeah just because you bring that fire like you have that passion and you can tell like there's people that do it just to do it and just to like yes get money whatever that's totally fine but there's people that do it Um, out of passion which is 100% who you are Um, thank you man I appreciate that dude absolutely talk about the journey of what it takes like what are because there's people that aren't willing to lose um, friendships for example that's probably one of the biggest ones man I I want to cut um, you
1: off and give you the answer straight away because I love that you followed up on this. this this is exactly where this conversation needed to go before I talked about we underestimate our own potential right And that was like very given. It's like a lot of times we're thinking about our worth and stuff. We underestimate ourselves. But what you're saying here is we underestimate what we need to do. It's like you're saying like, what about the journey? And many of us, and I see probably the biggest thing that kills our success is we underestimate what we actually have to do. And we forget that like Success is an iceberg and what we see of other people is the tip that's coming out where we don't see all the shit that happens underneath, which a lot of the times is un- underneath the water is like sleepless nights, editing, you know, until the wee hours of the morning, like shooting too much, taking on too many clients, having anxiety, having imposter syndrome, mm. trying to work out our bills, trying to work out what workshop to go to, trying to work out, you know, so many different things. And then we all compare each other with just what's at the top of the iceberg. And so... What a lot of people don't realize and if they haven't followed me for a long time, like people that have followed me for a long time have seen my hustle, but there's so many people that go like, yeah, but Jai, you're just lucky and you're just successful and you're just this. Yeah. And what people don't see is, hey, the harder that I work, the luckier I become. It's funny how that works, right? You need to have a work ethic that matches your goals. And if you're serious about your goals and they're serious to you, then we can't underestimate how much action we have to take. And that's the journey. You said like you lose friends and you lose things. Man, the amount that I have sacrificed to get to where I am, I don't regret it for a second, but it's the weight of it is never shared because people don't really understand... You know, shooting weddings for right. the last eight years, like I missed out on all my friends' weddings, all my friends' birthdays, every mm. friend's, you know, all the um, the trips and holidays together, my family as well. Um, mm. The amount of work that I've shown up for free and I've, and I've done discounts and I've done things that just didn't get anywhere. The amount of times I've shown up and ran a workshop that no one came to. The amount of times I've like launched something that no one bought. The amount of times that like, um, you know, that I've just lost a lot of money because of whatever. The amount of times that I've actually had to sell some of my camera stuff, just to keep my business open for the next fucking week. Like people never see that stuff, and then usually they have the audacity to say, like, "Yeah, Jay, you're just lucky. Like it all works for you." Like, what Instagram hashtag should I use? We need to get, <laughs> we need to get it right. That like, if you're comparing yourself with me and you think that, uh, or with anyone else, right, um, and and you think that they didn't hustle hard and they didn't work hard to get to where they are. There is not one successful person that I know on this planet, not one A-grade celebrity, not one musician. You know, there's, there's not anyone that we admire on this planet that didn't sacrifice the things they had to sacrifice to get there, to get obsessed over the things they got obsessed with, to make it happen. And they took unrealistic actions. They set those unrealistic goals. There isn't one. I've never met one. And I know you've never met one. And we we don't know the names of the people that, mm-hmm. that haven't done that. Does that make sense? <laughs>
0: Dude, yes, and I I love that you hit on like just the weight on the back end of everything that had to happen in order for you to be where you're at now. Um, Oh man, so much. Talk about like what does that look like for just emotionally? Um, It's and it's. Oh man. I'll say this: I love that you're so open about like, hey, I failed at this, I failed at that, and I think that's really what makes you so inspiring and it makes you like just yeah dude it just inspires people like you inspire people and i I love that so talk what is that how was that for you emotionally at some point
1: emotionally it's um never easy to lose because we always want to win you know like and and as creative entrepreneurs we put our hearts on our sleeves we create stuff we care about you know and it's heartbreaking when someone's unhappy or someone does ask for a discount or something doesn't work or you put on a big event and you think it's going to be the thing and, and no one shows up and you lose a lot of money or whatever it is. And and for me, um, lately I've been going through this, man, because like, you know, we we're talking before, got like a six-figure business map and I'm rebuilding it right now and doing a lot of work. So I'm taking on a lot of feedback. It's really hard. I teach inside my course. You've got to separate yourself from your business. So I, I teach a concept where... You, you're building a ship and a ship that you're proud of and it's gonna—it's a vessel that's going to take you from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. And it's not us, so you can separate yourself from it. But it it's easier said than done, even for myself, because when I start getting that negative feedback and stuff, I do take it on myself and it's emotionally Ooh. exhausting. You know, it's hard yeah. to go through. Um, it's hard to go through all that. And I think like a lot of people don't... Like if someone's got some followers or someone's got some success, a lot of people think they don't have any kind of emotions or feelings or Mm -hmm. anything else because they're just like, yeah, man, like they're already killing it. But I think it never ends. And no matter what type of success you get, you still create from the heart and you still put yourself out there. And if you're not putting yourself out there, you just won't grow. And so you need Mm -hmm. to be working from that space, you know, with empathy with other people. And, um, yeah, I think working with creatives and I think – Doing work that's purposeful. I'm not just showing up to a job. You know, it's something that I feel like it's my life's work. Um, Hmm. It's fucking hard to swallow the pill that it doesn't always work, and sometimes I feel like it should. And I and I hustle and I work hard and I and I put everything into something, and it just doesn't work. It's never. It never gets easier. (laughs) But it's part of the process. I know it's part of the process. You know. I see afterwards. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Yeah, absolutely, man. I like I've you've obviously had big success, big failures. Um, what would you say to someone who's just um, just holding back from doing something that maybe they're just afraid? And honestly, I've I've noticed this. Like the the thing that you're most afraid of is the smallest thing to overcome when it comes oh, yeah. to actually stepping out. So, wh- what would you say to somebody who's just like? Man, I've got all these ideas. I've got all these dreams that I want to do, but um, then they start making excuses on I can't do it because X, Y, and Z.
1: All business is about selling, and we need to sell to everybody to be able to have a sustainable business. And the the greatest sale you'll ever make is selling yourself, because you need to sell yourself on an idea. You need to sell yourself on the belief that you can do it. You need to sell yourself that you are worthy, you are loved, you need to sell yourself on your ability, your capabilities and that you have a ceiling that you can't even see yet. Because when you sell yourself on that, then you'll be energized, you'll be enthusiastic, you'll be passionate. And then you don't need to sell nothing to no one because people will buy. Does that make sense? So like a lot of the times we talk about sales and stuff, but I honestly got to say like there's so many small things that are in our way a lot of those small things, they they hide insecurities. Like, for instance, for instance, like, oh, I didn't post on Instagram today because I didn't have a perfect Instagram post. That's just us feeling inadequate and caring about what other people think. If we haven't sold ourselves yet, that the dream's bigger than what someone else thinks or that we can get past and do something, you know, it, regardless of anything else. So I think anyone out there that's sitting there right now and like, oh, man, I wish, I just wish like I could, move forward is you just haven't sold yourself yet on yourself.
0: <laughs> I love that. Dude, this is so good. Um, yeah, I mean, all of this is amazing. I, I absolutely love it. I, um, you hit on so many good points and so many uh, inspiring, like things that we can start doing as individuals, as creatives, and just as uh, people who just want to move into the next level of our business. Um, And I think just climbing that mountain and never settling for the top, like always climbing, Mm. always moving forward and pushing ahead is um, what I'm hearing from you, like just moving past the little fears that actually aren't really real. If you think about it, they're just in our heads messing with us. Um, I absolutely love that. So, man, thank you so much uh, for just taking some of this time to hop on and, and chat a little bit about... What does it look like to just dream big? Um, I can't wait to see all the things that you guys are doing. And actually, I'd love to talk about what you guys are doing. Like, I know there's so yeah, many things that are happening with you guys, with um, <laughs> the 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 course and all of that. So just give, give us a little bit of like, what can we expect, I guess?
1: Well, um, if people don't know this, we, we started the Wedding Photography Summit um, a couple of years ago. And that turned into the biggest Workshop in the world for wedding photographers. So, like, uh, the first time that we ran it, we had about we had over eight thousand attendees, and it's been it's been growing. And we've had some amazing people like Gary V on there, and you know, like, we've had some pretty amazing stuff. So that's coming again this year, and we're planning big, like, some really cool things um, now that we can travel and and do that. So that's in the pipeline. We've also like my course is one of the biggest courses. On the planet for wedding photographers as well, for business owners, which is amazing, man. It's absolutely amazing. Um, there's over a thousand people in there at the moment. And um, we, we, uh, I decided this year that it just wasn't good enough and I'm not happy enough with it because I've been working with people for so long and I'm always re- investing straight back into the course and the community. So I realized like I can get people results faster uh, without. As much overwhelm compared to two years ago, because I work one on one with people all the time and coaching every week. Um, So currently, we are rebuilding the whole course from start to finish, and it's a huge feat trying to do it all in like three months. Um, It's absolutely nuts; there's so much content in there. And then we're going to have a gigantic launch on the thirty-first of May, where I'm going to announce like some new products. Um, have bigger big enrollment. We've got some big keynote speakers that are coming as well from outside of the industry that I think people are going to be blown away by. But we, what we want to show and what we're trying to achieve on this is like, and you know this, man, I don't know how long you've been in the industry for as a wedding photographer, but if you think back in the 90s, people didn't love wedding photography and it was very stiff and it was very like posy and then in the in the early 2000s or the 2000s, a lot of people would say, like, oh, I didn't I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. I fell into it, um, and that would be photographers. And then other people would be like, "Oh, wedding photographers are too expensive and they're really crappy. and And so there was this like negative um, negative mindset around like wedding photographers. And then the two thousand ten to two thousand and twenty hit, and um, like Instagram hit, and the things changed, all got turned around. And what people don't realize is like we're going through such a big change. Like it's like the hero's journey of the wedding photography space, like it's absolutely evolving and right now it's evolving quicker and faster and crazy than ever before and there's more opportunities than ever before and so this event on the 31st is like to celebrate that we're stepping into like a um, an industry that's worthy of celebration and that like uh, we're all here to create work that's remarkable. Not be embarrassed and scared to show and tell people that we're wedding photographers and and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm insanely excited about it, and we got some big plans ahead for that one.
0: Dude, well, I am super excited for you guys. This is gonna be yeah. awesome. I can't wait. By the way, um, even the the um, the book that you guys gave for the workshop was more than it the value of just going into it. That was incredible. Yeah, uh, awesome. and there's so many good stuff in there, man. Uh, so I'm super excited. If you guys are not following Jai. You need to do so. Uh, Instagram at Jai Dot co. Yeah, so Jai, Jai Long co. Jai long. co. Yep. And same thing for the website. Yeah, and I
1: co. think the the easiest place people to find me is on the podcast. You know, so it's yes. uh, Make Your Break. Yes. If anyone wants to come that listen is... to an Australian talk about random stuff for a long time. It's all about creative entrepreneurs it's... and like making more money and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun
0: it's incredible. I love, love your podcast. Um, I listen to it all the time. So man, thanks again for just hopping on. I appreciate your time and just taking the opportunity to just sit with me and chat on this. I hope that you guys found this super helpful. Um, and other than that, we will catch you guys on the next one.